Hello, loves. Welcome to Own Your Shift Podcast. My name is Jessica Ann, soulful life and business coach, helping you heal, align, and expand to manifest a life beyond your wildest dreams. You just need the key to unlock the potential already within you and to say yes to the initiation into your next level of growth, alignment, and success on all levels. I hope you enjoy the shift. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Own Your Shift. This is Jess. Today, I am super excited to talk about Reiki. I get so many messages of women wanting to know what Reiki is, how it can benefit them in their life and in their practice. And yeah, it's just, I'm super excited to talk about this today. So we are going to go ahead and dive in. And before I share my story of, you know, how Reiki found me, because I always, I always say that Reiki, you don't find Reiki, Reiki finds you and it's an inner knowing and it's an inner nudge. And yeah, I am here to tell you to listen to that nudge. If you are feeling called to Reiki, honor that. Yeah. And go in, go in with it and just trust trust that nudge. Okay. I'm going to go into, first off, what is Reiki? So Reiki is universal life force energy. If you separate the two, Rei and Ki, Rei means spirit or universe, and Ki means life force energy, just like, you know, Chi or Prana and yoga, life force energy. So Reiki is channeling life force energy for your mind, your body, and your spirit. So it's just a practice of energy channeling for the mind, the body, and the spirit. That is why I teach Reiki. And I say everyone needs to know Reiki and use Reiki because, especially in the coaching realm, because it is incorporating all three things. Like I said, your mind, your body, and your spirit. It's not leaving one out. A lot of the times, a lot of coaches, and I'm not saying this for everyone, but a lot of coaches just do the mind. Y'all can, you can only go so far with, with awareness. Okay. You can only go so far. You have to have that body-based transformation as well. You have to move it through the body. You cannot just be up in your mind all day. You're going to end up on planet Z of what I like to call it and just be in la la land and just be, just be stuck in your mind and and in your thoughts. We have to embody the body part. Okay. And the spirit, we have to embody our spirit because we are spiritual beings. We are spiritual beings living in a human body, having a human experience. Yeah. Okay. So. The thing with Reiki as well, people ask me, well, life force energy, what does that mean to you? Well, what does life force energy mean to you? What does that mean to you? For me, life force energy is the love frequency, okay? It is pure love, caring, nurturing, wisdom, all-knowing, infinite knowing frequency. And that's what Reiki really is. So Reiki is a very certain type of vibrational frequency 
just like you were, if you were tuning to a radio and we'll talk about like the attunement process here in a little bit of what happens in Reiki, but it's a very direct loving frequency. Reiki also never harms. People ask me, well, can I do it wrong? Am I doing it wrong? What, how do I do it? And these are all things that I teach, you know, in my mentorship within the Reiki and energy healing modalities, but Reiki doesn't harm anything because it's pure love frequency. So you can utilize Reiki however you want, however it feels comfortable. Yes, there's standards to go by and there's some direction within my Reiki one courses and Reiki two, but it cannot do any harm. Okay. It's very gentle, but it's very, very powerful. So I'm going to go over my experience here a little bit because it's just, it was a profound moment in my life and my spiritual awakening journey that it literally shifted y'all my, my whole, whole life. Um, so we'll start at the beginning. So I was pregnant with my son and it was actually after I would say it was after I had my son. It was a little bit beforehand. So I've been a nurse for 13 years. I've been in healthcare since I was 15. I got my CNA, got my LPN at 19, got my RN shortly after. And I've been in the healthcare realm literally since I, like I said, since I was 15. I was diagnosed with hypothyroidism when I was 17. Um, she said, you're way too young for this. I have no idea how you have this, but this is what you have. And you're going to have to be on this pill for the rest of your life. So she told me in the doctor's office and, uh, yeah, the rebellious me, very, very rebellion nature. I was like, yeah, no, yeah, no, that's not the answer. That, that cannot be the answer. That's not my answer. That's your answer, but it ain't mine. So yeah. What did that do for me? I took it for a little bit and then I, and then I quit taking it. Of course. I always say nurses are the worst patients too. And I'm sure everyone listening to this podcast can probably agree to some extent, but you know, I had that experience when I was 17 and I'm not going to go too far into it. Cause this is more like in our teenage and our child shit that I will actually go through in a different podcast, but more of the story up until I had my son, I was very asleep per se. I woke up, went to work, did what I was supposed to do, came home, had fun, whatever that meant. Well, back then before I had kids, it was drinking 24 seven. Um, but I had my son and I was like, you know what? I have to be better. I have to do better. I have to provide my son with the life that I didn't have and the support that I didn't have. And guys, I love my parents d- dearly and my stepmom and all the things, but we didn't show emotions at all when we were growing up. Like I could not tell you the last time that my mom and my dad said, I love you probably when I was maybe like four to five years old, or maybe it's just because I don't remember it. And that's very fair too. But We did not show a lot of emotions at all. You know, growing up in the Midwest, we live in Missouri. You know, my grandparents, some of them are farmers. My other grandparents, they didn't really show emotion either. So more of a generational thing. But I didn't know how 
much it had affected me until I had my first son. And then I was like, yeah, I'm not going to be like that with, with my kids, with my son. I'm, that's not going to be his, that's not going to be his story. And so I was for one burnt out. I wanted to be at home with my kiddo. I didn't want to go work 40 hours a week. I was stressed out being a hospice nurse, home health nurse. I would fluctuate between the two because I would get so burnt out in the hospice realm because it was all emotions. So I know why I was placed there is because of the emotional standpoint from being a hospice provider. But I was just burnt out in the healthcare field as well. as, And that's probably why I did hospice also. Sorry, I'm jumping, but that's another reason I did hospice too, because it was the most holistic thing that I could find. I did work in the hospital for a little bit and I, you know, I loved working on the floor also, but hospice was literally the most holistic route that I could, that I could find. And that paid really damn good, which it should. The type of uh, work that you do in the hospice realm is very, very emotional and it's very, very rewarding at the same time. So anywho, but more of the story, burnout, healthcare field, coming home. Yes, my husband supported me, but not fully because I wasn't able to express my needs and my desires. Uh, there was I had a huge brick wall just up. I did not talk about my emotions, did not talk about any of that unless I was so mad that I would start crying. And then people would be like, oh yeah, she's she's mad. She's upset. Um, yeah, because she doesn't ever do this. So I would have to get to those honestly breakdown moments of not being able to use my voice. I used my voice for anger and that was pretty much it. I didn't utilize it any other way for a very long time. But I had seen Reiki from one of my amazing Reiki teachers back then because she had just dabbled into it because she was pretty low in life herself and she had found Reiki. So I watched a little bit of her journey and what she was going through. And then one day she was offering it. And so I was like, okay, I don't know. Honestly, I had no idea what Ricky was. I was just like, you know what? I don't know what this is, but she is connecting with spirit guides. She's talking to spirit guides. She's doing all this stuff that I, that piques my interest to no end. She's using crystals. Like what, what is she doing? Okay. I'm just going to sign up and and I'm going to go. So that's exactly what I did. And so I, I go to the session and, you know, during the session, I was feeling bodily sensations that I have never even paid attention to. Like I was so relaxed. I felt like I was floating on her table and my legs were tingly. My toes were tingly. My hands were cold and tingly. And she walked me through a beautiful, beautiful meditation and was doing Reiki. And it was just, yeah. The hour I was there, it was so magical. And then I woke up, you know, put my feet on the floor, went about my day, and I was like, oh, okay, well, that was a that was an awesome hour, but I don't really feel any different. Like, what the heck is going on? So I went about my day, all the all the things. About a week later, I had noticed I was paying more attention to my thoughts and I was paying more attention to how I was speaking to myself in my head. And that's when it, the shift happened. I was like, huh, okay, well, how do I change these thoughts here? And then I went on like a whole, you know, spiritual deep dive 
Reiki deep dive, signed up for Reiki one immediately, um, and then just started doing the work. But I will forever thank her and thank Reiki for finding me in that moment, because I don't know where I would be if I hadn't went to that Reiki session and I just kept putting it off and I didn't follow that nudge. Something inside me was just, yeah, go, go now, please. And so I just followed it. That's why I always say Reiki is called to you. Like Reiki will find you. It's just that if you want to answer that nudge, it can, it can change your life to listen to our intuition and follow those nudges. Anywho, I had a pretty big shift back then. And, you know, the last seven years, my son is six now. So I guess I should say the last six years have been pretty profound. Had another baby, uh, Gatlin, my youngest, he's four, had another kiddo. And at that rate, they're pretty close in age. They're only like 18, 19 months apart. So I was on my spiritual awakening journey still, which was amazing. But I still knew that I was burnt out in healthcare. And then I, especially after I had my second son, I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to go back to that. I don't want to go back to somebody telling me what to do, when to do it, how to do it, all the things. And that's when I had found the Nurse Coach Collective. It just landed in front of my lap. And this wasn't supposed to be about coaching, but it's just a little bit of the story. I didn't know what it was. Same with Reiki. Didn't know what the heck it was. I just knew I had to do it. So. I signed up, had no idea what I was jumping into whatsoever. Um, and then went through that process. And, you know, six years later, here I am today, having my own business, teaching Reiki, doing energy healing, doing coaching, doing business mentoring, having so much support on all ends of the spectrum has just been looking back has been so profound. Like I just, like I said, I don't know where I would be honestly, if I hadn't done, if I did not go to that Reiki session, uh, six years ago. Um, but you guys will get to hear, there's a lot of, a lot of in-betweens that happen within the last six years and a lot of other experiences that happen, but we would be here all day. So I'm going to go back to, you know, that's how Reiki found me. So. I'm going to go through why it is so important and why you would want to use Reiki. So Reiki, like I said, incorporates the mind, the body, and the spirit. So the physical component, mental, emotional, spiritual component, and your health. And like I had talked about, disease, dis-ease is, you know, an energy blockage within the body. So Reiki allows your energetic body to flow in the more optimal state of the more natural state it's supposed to be in, okay? Your energy can actually very easily get out of whack with certain emotions and experiences that we have. And when those are not processed, I call them unprocessed emotions. It can become stuck energy. And over time, you know, both trauma, physical and emotional trauma, honestly, a lot of the times is the root of unprocessed emotions. And that's why I think I was so 
called to Reiki because I had such a wall built up around emotions, did not show emotions, did not show love, did not show affection, only showed anger. I didn't know how to process my emotions. I'm honestly, now I know why, you know, some of the health issues that I've had, especially with the hypothyroidism, it's been a lot of not using my voice and unprocessed emotions, not being able to stand up for myself, be able to have boundaries. And you guys, I healed that by the way, I healed my hypothyroidism. She said I was going to have for the rest of my life. I healed my autoimmune disease with energy healing and, you know, diet modification and other modalities as well, but very profoundly with energy healing. And you guys will hear me say all day, every day, Reiki is the most amazing tool for nervous system regulation. Reiki is the most profound tool for nervous system regulation. Reiki, like I said, is a healing tool. Yes, it's magic. Yes, it helps tremendously, but it doesn't fix all, you guys. You have to do other things as well. Like I said, lifestyle modifications, diet changes. It's the whole picture. It's not just the one thing. But when we have blockages and we have stuck energy that's been there for a long time, it can cause illness. It can cause pain. It can cause disease. When it's flowing, like I said, like the river, the body is free and it's open to heal and it's open to heal more easily. And Reiki isn't, like I said, isn't doing the healing per se. It's allowing your body to do the healing. So Reiki just opens up those energetic channels to flow. Your body knows exactly how to heal itself. Reiki just gives it the freedom to do so. That's why I love it so much. Reiki really empowers you in your body, in your mind, in your spirit to take your power back and to heal yourself, to put healing back in your hands. Okay. Some of the benefits of Reiki, reclaiming your power. Yeah. Changing your life, finding your purpose, um, improving your sleep, improving your pain. Like I said, it is the most optimal tool for nervous system regulation to help with your anxiety, to help with your mood, to help with your emotional regulation, to process emotions, you guys. That is what Reiki is for. It also increases the speed of manifestations. That's another reason why I like it. I had no idea I would be at where I am today if I did not have Reiki, honestly. I I have said that multiple times, but really just sitting here and reflecting of like how much I have sped up manifestations that I had in my in my brain and my thoughts for years, for years and years and years that I wanted to do, but I was just so damn stuck. I couldn't do anything. I was so afraid of what would happen if I did do XYZ, but you know, overcoming those fears and really stepping into who I am as a person and being able to be who I am as a person, I have sped up my manifestations like crazy. And who doesn't want to do that? Who doesn't want to find their purpose and speed up their manifestations? I don't, I don't know anyone that doesn't want to do that or desires to do that. So how I use Reiki, I self Reiki every day, depending on what's coming up. I just tap in with my body. And that's one thing that I go really deep into my awaken course, which I'll talk about at the end, but we dive really deep into your bodies and really getting to feel out your energy field and feeling 
where you're stuck? Where's there some denseness or where's the, where's there some tightness? And we get to use our intuition for that. I Reiki also my food. I Reiki my drinks because there's an energetic frequency attached to who makes your food and what state your food was in. If you're, we're talking about me, what state that cow was in when he decided to get butchered. Did he see it coming? Was he in a fearful mode? Energetic frequencies can be attached to those things, okay? And can carry. I Reiki my animals all the time. I Reiki any thoughts or any emotions that contain a a certain issue. So if I have an issue going on, let's just say with my husband, we're not agreeing on something, like I'm gonna send him some good Reiki positive energy healing vibes. Sure shit, I am. So why Reiki is so great to work with, I want to talk about that for a moment. So I get this all the time. People are like, well, do you just do it online? How do you do it? How do you do it online? Is that even possible? Yes. Reiki is not limited to time or space. It doesn't know time or space. Energy, there's no boundaries there for that, okay? You can send Reiki anywhere, anywhere. You don't have to be in the same room. You don't have to be in the same state. You don't have to be in the same continent. You can send Reiki anywhere because it is a frequency, okay? You can send Reiki to your past self even, to your inner child, even to your future self. You can send distance Reiki, like I said. And I actually prefer distance sessions because I've done in-person a lot and I've done online tremendously a lot. And the experiences that I've had online with my clients, they have felt more online than they have felt in person. And I think that to be true on really because when we're in our own homes or when we're in our own zone, we feel really safe. So when we feel safe, when we feel comfortable, we're going to be more open to receive the Reiki. Okay. And people are more present. I feel like people are more present online because we are in a one-on-one space and not getting distracted by external things maybe in the room. So that's why I think, honestly, distance sessions are work profoundly better than in-person. Yes, I still love in-person sessions. Don't get me wrong. Anyone can have a profound experience at any time. So... I know I've talked a lot about my experiences, but I did want to talk a little bit about where Reiki originated from. And this is my favorite thing to teach. I love teaching this part. So I'm going to give you a little synopsis. I'm not going to give you the whole thing because that will be, I'll be going over that in my Awaken course. So the history of it, you know, in 1923, Mikhail Yasui was searching for a type of enlightenment on his life's purpose and exactly how to go about it. So it is originated from Japan. So he had worked with a Zen master for three years and never found his enlightenment through that Zen master until at the end, his Zen master was saying to him, well, you may have to be prepared to die for it. And so Yasui went to the top of a mountain in Japan and where he meditated and he fasted for 21 days. On day 21, he had this life force energy, powerful white light shine down at the top of his head and it actually knocked him unconscious. And then he woke up 
And he woke up feeling like he received, he received this profound experience and he was so excited to go down and tell his Zen master. And the story is he fell down the mountain, tripped on his toe, stubbed his toe, you know, held his, held his toe. And that's when he realized he had a profound gift of healing because his pain went away as soon as he put his hands on his toe. And, you know, that was the kind of all in one of the enlightenment process. He found his life purpose, which was to be a healer. So that's exactly what he did. He, he gave healings and he trained for many, many years. How it came into the U.S. was from Takata and she was from Hawaii. So it actually got brought in through Hawaii where she spent a lot of years practicing over there and teaching a lot of Reiki masters. And it just eventually got into the U.S., I want to go into also the attunement because people ask me, well, what is the attunement? Why is the attunement important? Do I have to get the attunement in Reiki? And yes, so Reiki, you have to be attuned for Reiki energy. And like I said in the beginning, Reiki energy is a loving energy frequency. And like I'm going to throw in the radio again. So the reason why you want to be attuned is because The attunement process is a sacred ceremony granted by a Reiki master, which allows the spirit, the student to be open to receiving. The Reiki master is just the facilitator, the transmission of the energy. So why the attunement is needed, like I was saying, Reiki is a specific frequency. So if you go on a radio station and there's all these channels, all the static, you know, tuning of the radio, this channel is the clear channel. It's the attunement process. So the attunement process aligns you to the specific and very clear channel that Reiki is. So you become the channel. You become attuned to what frequency that channel is. So it's very, very important. So you're never having to go searching for it. And it's always there. And it's always present for you throughout your whole life. So once you get attuned, you're always attuned. It doesn't go away. And that's so, so profound. Second reason is it's very traditional aspect of it. And that's why I teach Reiki one and Reiki two and my Reiki master the way that I do. I only do mentorships only for my Reiki teachings because it is so traditional and so ceremonial. It's in an agreement that you will respect the energy and uphold the sacred practices of Reiki in an energetic contract. So you are you are combining in an energetic contract when you sign up to do Reiki that you're going to respect it and that you're going to utilize the Reiki energy and the practices for the highest good only and for healing, to put people in charge of their own healing journeys. So profound. So what Reiki is not? I get a lot of questions on, is Reiki a religion? How do you decipher? Yada, yada, yada. Okay. Reiki is not a religion. Reiki is all about universal life force energy. I think everyone can agree. And if we can agree, I would love to talk to you on this, but I think we can all agree that everything on earth is energy that is scientifically proven. Yeah. So Reiki is just energy. Reiki is just energy and it's open to anyone. And Reiki is not a massage. I always say it's an energetic massage. (laughs) 
but there's no touching. It's not a massage. It's not like, like reflexology or acupressure. Um, Reiki can be done very, very light touch on the body or away from the body. Kind of just depends. And I always say people that are drawn towards Reiki, there's a, there's a reason. Not everyone can do Reiki because of the physical part. So the brain wants us to see physical changes. And sometimes with Reiki, it takes a while to notice changes. Like me, it took a week for me to notice. I noticed a profound mindset shift. For some people, they want the physical aspect. They want to see the change, you know, right after the session. That's why I said Reiki and energy healing is very specific for specific people uh, that want to practice it anyway, because sometimes that physical element is is not there. It's more of the subconscious realm and, and Reiki is really, really working in the subconscious realm. So Reiki and chakras, because with me, I combine these two systems because it works really, really well. Okay. But Reiki in the chakra systems is not paired. They're two separate systems. So I like to just point that out. And like I said, Reiki is just more than energy healing for for me. Reiki is my spiritual guide. It allows it allows me to be seen and it allows to be guided within me. So Reiki is not just energy healing, but it is more. It is more of a spiritual guide, especially for me now. It is the allowing process. I allow Reiki to guide me, so it acts more of a spiritual guide for me. While I don't say that's true for everyone, that is true for me. So I always say no judgment here on any experiences anyone has in any of my containers. But we do combine the mind, the body, and the spirit with Reiki. So it is more of a spiritual guide as well. Okay, so there are three levels of Reiki. There's Reiki 1, which is certified self-healing, self-exploration. Reiki 2 is you become a practitioner where you can practice on others. You can do distance Reiki. Uh, Reiki three is the master level, which is the master symbol and the teacher. I know a lot of Reiki three practitioners that don't teach. They just are Reiki three certified with the master symbol. Uh, I know a lot that do teach and I'm one of those. I love to teach Reiki. Okay. I want to offer you guys a little experience here at the end of this, and then I will kind of go over what I have coming up. So I want you to, if you can, and if you can't come back to this at a later time, but I want you to close down your eyes for a moment and just take a big, deep cleansing breath as we go through a mini experience here and breathing out of the mouth. Then I want you to rub your hands together until you feel some friction, some warmth. And I want you to place your hands on your heart. And I want you to bring in a loving experience where you felt totally nurtured, safe, secure, and you felt loved. And that might be, you know, your kiddo hugging you, your spouse, might be you in nature. Taking a big deep breath and bringing that love emotion in, that love feeling. Feeling the warmth on our hands pressed against our chest a little bit. What does that feel like with that connection with your palms to your chest? 
And then put your hands down on your lap and just take another big deep breath in. And then open your eyes when you're ready. So I wanted to offer you just a little experience of what Reiki may feel like in having that connection with the mind, the body, and the spirit. And that is a wrap for today's episode of what Reiki is and how to be your own healer. And the reason why I like to teach everyone this so much is because you are your own healer. So Reiki really empowered me to reclaim my life, reclaim my power, reclaim my healing journey, put me back in control of the driver's seat. And that is what Reiki and coaching is all about. That's why I do both. It makes sense. Yeah. Especially with my journey and my past. And I'll go a little bit more into that. Like I said, throughout a couple more episodes, because like I said, we'll be here all day, be here all day for that. Uh, But I do want to talk about if you want to experience Reiki, I do have Awaken. Awaken is my eight-week group coaching container where you learn the traditional Reiki and you also go through chakra healing as well. So it's an eight-week course. We have a live group call every week. You're in sacred community with other coaches, other nurses, as we dive deep into Reiki 1, self-exploration and self-healing. So that I have an early bird special right now for, which I'm super excited. It's actually going to be done by the end of this next week. And it is only $8.88 right now. And I have a payment plan option too. So if you guys are wanting to know more about Reiki and really start your Reiki journey and be really held and really safe and really supported during this journey, I would love to support you there. And I always tell everyone, I do my Reiki containers this way because I do it very traditionally to honor the sacredness of Reiki and that tradition. And I want you guys to feel supported. When I went through Reiki 1 and Reiki 2, this is something I wish I would have had, had the support, had the sisterhood where I could go to anyone for any questions. And that's really why I do it the way that I do it, because this is exactly what I needed when I went through my journey. So I will have the link in the show notes and just send me a message on Facebook too. If you have any questions at all, please feel free to reach out and I will leave you guys with that. I hope you have an awesome week and I'll hear from you soon.